everybody. Welcome to another podcast episode with me, Pastor Josh, and... Uh, Matt Bombay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I forgot <laughs> why we call ourselves by our titles. Well, we didn't, we talk about, this we talked about week? this. Yeah. I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. I actually had someone, um, text me this week uh, in, in messages and say, Hey, just so you know, I call a lot of people, bud. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's just because you're ignorant and you don't know their name. Wow. <laughs> it was a joke. I mean, we, we laughed. Ha ha ha. So yeah. Do you ever do you ever get offended when younger guys called you bud? Um not I think this isn't what we talked about a little bit, like how when you go to a pastor's retreat or something like that. Oh, did and, we did we talk about this? Yeah, and like younger no. pastors will go up to older pastors. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Yeah. And you're like, um Yeah. Get your head on straight, youngin. <laughs> Get your head on straight. Who says Don't that? come in my house? <laughs> yeah. Uh I I so you were playing basketball. Recently. I played basketball. I, bodies and boards. That was <laughs> that was my thing. Bodies and boards. Play with some guys at work. I bodied a few people. Not even sad about it. Jesus yeah. would have been proud. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, but you. Um, Not in my house. Yeah, That's what I said to a guy after I bodied him. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even scared. Uh, it was a joke. I don't think I, I may have said it in my breath, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> No, I said it to him, to his face. You're a great trash talker on the basketball court, so I love that. I, I, yeah, well, you know, I love people. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell. Uh, bodies and boards. Bodies, bodies and, and boards. boards. Get yeah. those bodies yeah. and boards. Oh, I can't believe I said bodies first. <laughs> You're like the Dennis Rodman of pastor basketball oh, players. I love Dennis Rodman. Favorite, favorite player of all time. I figured that you just seem like that would be your favorite guy. player of all time. His technique is is amazing. I mean, he wasn't that tall. Uh, no, like six, 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 eight, six, there. six was a guy that actually had to guard Shaq. Like Shaq didn't like it when when he guarded him right. because he was so aggressive. Uh, you know, when you're taking on a seven two center. And you're manhandling the guy because he's 300 pounds of pure body, and you're just hitting those boards and bodies all day. <laughs> Dennis Rodman, uh, outside of your North Korea fiasco, and maybe some other things. I love you. That's all, right. all I'm going to say about that. Well, I mean, for someone who's currently wearing a cardigan and a flowered shirt as yourself, you don't come across as a body and boards type of guy. Do you want me to? Do you want me to quote the whole Chris Cuomo interview with Dennis Rodman who was in North Korea? <laughs> no, don't. Chris, Chris, <laughs> Chris, you don't know me, Chris. Okay, so okay. you know one. Um, you know basketball. Do you know any other sports? Um, no, no. <laughs> I'm just gonna okay. straight up right. say it. I I don't know anything about any other sport. Uh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, like. So what's the fascination with just basketball? Uh, I, I played growing up, and I uh, I watched it. I remember watching uh, the NBA on NBC every every Saturday and Sunday. Yes, with Ahmad Rashad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and the Bulls played like almost every game. <laughs> they covered literally every Bulls game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I started watching. I think it was nineteen ninety one. So was it? The nineties. It was the nineties. Um, we need to get that drop. Yeah, we do. And uh, I just remember it being a like 
I remember it because my parents started going to church at that point. Right. And I remember it was like uh, the two things I was into were, were basketball and the Ninja Turtles. Okay. And so my dad decided, well, not decided. Their journey's very interesting and it's it's very cool. I just remember, and they might remember the story differently, but I was like seven or eight or something like that. I mean, nine, I don't, I don't remember. But uh, 91, yeah, I would have been seven. And uh, yeah, whatever. And um, we the first time we went to Sunday school, I remember my, my dad saying like, you get, get dressed up, we're going to church. We'd never been to church before. Right. To this kind of church. And, uh, you know, these Pentecostal people, they like to get dressed nice. Were you at that point just seasonal church attenders, like Christmas Easter? We were never church attenders. Oh, okay. There was nothing there. So, like, we went to Mass sometimes with my grandpa, like, for for Midnight Mass for uh, for Christmas. We went to, you know, uh, Sikh temples uh, for my grandmother. Uh, my mom studied with Jehovah's Witnesses for a while. Like I remember going to a Hare Krishna temple one time, a few times, or uh, or Sai Baba temple. Is it true? Like most Sikh temples, they'll feed you. Uh, all of them will. Right. So yeah. th- I remember you telling me stories where like you would you would just go to Sikh temples just so you could eat. Yeah, in Bible college. Yeah, if, yeah, if we yeah. didn't if we didn't like the food, we're like let's go to temple. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um. So, um, so I remember the first day we went to church, I was wearing Ninja Turtle suspenders. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> it's the nicest thing I had. And I went to Sunday school, and I remember the Sunday school teacher telling me how demonic they were. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Right. And okay. I, I don't I don't think I ever told my parents that, because I was I didn't know what demonic meant. And right. I just remember thinking, like, she doesn't like Ninja Turtles. What a loser. Right. Um, but, like, you know when you look back on something, and you're like, oh, that's really weird that she would say that to me, like, the first time I showed up. Well... Okay, that's uh, I want you. I want us to remember that because I think we're gonna bleed into a little bit of that later on in our podcast. Okay, just things. Oh, <laughs> I know you didn't want to go here, oh, but man. things that Christians say. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Keep con- your story. So she, demons, no. Mar- Michelangelo's from the devil. It, well, it was like anyway. They were very cool suspenders, but um, yeah, I just remember it being. I remember I mentioned uh, Green Day's Dookie. In uh, in <laughs> I said like I said something about she was like oh my, we don't listen to that right yeah like, we don't listen to that well what do you listen to then uh, ninety early night Michael W Smith it, well, you see I I uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman uh, Amy Grant see when my parents became Christians they ended up go, we ended up going to the Christian bookstore all the time right and they'd get these mixtapes remember it was like not wow but it was like uh, oh, you get you get mixtapes yeah what were those called before wow and it was like singles and you had a the a side and b side and it was like the a side was really awesome the b side was like guardian like things like that white stripe white stripe um and and they would bring those home and it was like oh yeah i I guess so this is this is cool but uh but i remember that i remember that significantly being like oh these church people are weird like but but then you know you make friends and and you kind of do things there but I mean, uh, Salty, the songbook, was pretty big in the 90s. See, I had one Sunday school teacher that I, I didn't like mo- most of my Sunday school teachers. Uh, I remember it was Mr. Abramson, I think his name was. I told him one time he was v- very boring. 
okay. And my dad got very angry at me, which rightfully so, because why would a child say that to an adult? Sure. Um, but I did have a Sunday school teacher. Uh, it was like open session. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before so, you broke off into your little, your, your little uh, groups. Weird great great groups, right? Yeah, in your little corners of the yeah. church, then the dark, dingy church exactly. which smells like mold and mildew. So so our church in Montreal, like they would do this thing where I think it was during the service or you know, I can't remember correct, correctly, but uh, a woman named Joanne Goodwin was my uh, open session teacher and I fell in love with her. Like she she knew how to capture my attention okay. and she would read these stories to us. And I remember like, I would, I would die just to go to church to listen to a woman in her middle ages, read me a story. And I would sit there and be like, this is the best story on the planet. And then when she couldn't do the story, she'd play McGee and me videos. Remember those? Oh yeah. McGee and me. Like, they, like amazing. This is all leading up to basketball. Anyway. That's so, cool. You, you, so where at this point, oh, yeah, basketball, know, basketball, basketball, right, basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Jesus, uh, basketball. But so, uh, in, uh, in, in Montreal at the time, like I played soccer, okay, but there was just something about, so I wanted to play basketball because I watched Michael Jordan play, sure. And my dad, I don't know if we couldn't afford it or he wanted to see if I was serious about it, but he only got a rim. That's all. And put it on our carport. Oh, one of those. (laughs) I remember for the first little while, the way I would make bank shots was I would throw it onto the carport and let it roll Roll, into the, into the rim. And then eventually I got a backboard and. Did uh, you ever end up having a mesh? uh, Yeah. 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 The the rim had a mesh. Oh, the rim had a mesh. Okay. The rim had a mesh. But then I would throw it up. It would roll down, go in. And then I think the next year he bought me next year, the year after bought me a, uh, backboard, and I just remember thinking it was the best thing on the planet. And I was out there playing ball all the time. Uh, and I, I love, I love basketball. Basketball is a, yeah, wow, it's, a, it's one of my favorite sports. That's it is it. my favorite. Basketball sport. is my favorite sport. I like the way you dribble up and down. The I court. remember we were supposed to go to uh, move to Toronto. Yeah. Uh, in uh, like ninety four, ninety five, and we went for a visit. I don't know, like that summer. Prior, yeah, I want to say ninety. I want to say somewhere around there, and um, the the Raptors just got launched in Toronto. I remember oh, okay. watching posters of uh, Damon Stoudemire, yeah, in Toronto, mm-hmm. and the NBA did three on three competitions, yeah, in Toronto as a big like. I was a part of a couple of them. Yeah, get big, get nuts. Like, hey, basketball's in Toronto to stay, yeah, yeah. and the Raptors were just starting. And I remember thinking like. Canada got one NBA team. This is wild. And then the, the Grizzlies got announced right after that. Yeah, so. they sucked. Hey, big country. Uh, they, they, Junkyard dog, baby. They, <laughs> they were awful. Was he on there? No. No, Junkyard. No, he's Toronto. He he's Toronto. Yeah. So that particular draft, okay, are you ready for this? First overall pick. The, none of this is going on the podcast. Of is, course it is. Is it? Yeah, why not? Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, um, I will talk about the draft here. Allen Iverson went number one yeah. in that draft. Yeah. Marcus Camby went number two. Yeah. Uh, that was also the draft, like, Stefan Marbury yeah. got drafted. Sharif Abdul Rahim from Vancouver. Yes. that's who it was. Um, that's who it like was. The, so that was yes. that draft. Like, it yeah. was pretty crazy. Um, so for those of you who are just joining the podcast, <laughs> we are... 
we're doing something a little different tonight because yes. um, we are taking not the month of December off, but we we're kind of being a little bit more fun. L- fun. Uh, we've had a pretty intense three months at South Point, yeah. And so we're just we're just gonna lighten it up a little bit. We've done some Christmas specials. So on Sunday, it was just Tegan and I talking, doing a little bit yeah. of fun games, and then um, at the end, we just talked about you know what does Christmas mean to you, that kind yeah. of thing. And so that's what tonight's podcast is. So if you're looking for a deep theological or spiritual discussion this evening, yeah, we're probably not gonna get it. But if you're kind of looking for something juicy and off the cuff, this oh, might be it. Do so, you have to use that word? Uh, pardon me? Juicy? Juicy. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. If you don't like juicy, it's better than like... Moist. Oh, I hate that word, right? <laughs> this is a terrible word. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I want to get into it a little bit. Okay. Um, you had just said that a lady... A lady. Joanne Goodwin. Church, Joanne Goodwin. Joanne Goodwin said that to you? Joanne Goodwin was my Sunday school teacher, was my, okay. was my open session teacher. She was amazing. Right. But the, that was not the same lady who said the, tur- the turtles were from the devil. No, 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 no. Okay. That, was a, that was a different Sunday school teacher. Oh. I don't like her. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. so that's what I want to get into a little bit, just uh, okay, off okay. the cuff here. Over the years, yep. so I'm, I'm just over 40. Come on, um, me, it's forty-five. Not a big deal. <laughs> no, forty-five. Shut up, <laughs> liar. Um, over the years, especially in pastoral ministry, yeah, I was. Ha- I, I literally had this thought the other day, uh, and it was yesterday actually. Yeah, where I was thinking about so many things that people have said to, to me, you, yeah, as a oh, pastor, boy. that I'm not sure. Yeah. Would be allowed in almost any other context in society today. Um, in regards to like if 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 you said this to a coworker at your employment, yeah, there would be some sort of reprimand or some sort of write up or something. Yeah. So you got you got called sweet cheeks too. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> no, that never happened. No. Okay. I'm no. kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So I want to. Let's go into. Oh my gosh! Can you remember? Yeah. Some of the stuff that set you. I'll I'll start. Okay. Yeah, so you, I'll, you I'll set the you tone. You set the tone. And, um, I'll start with like the lowest common, like the one that it was like, oh okay, and and it's funny because it, it, my point, like I'll go right to the end game. Okay. The end game is this. It's amazing. So we are, I guess, having a spiritual talk. Yeah. Um. The end game is it's amazing what people say in passing or in quick, yeah, or whatever that can have a long term detrimental oh, yeah. effect. Okay, oh, yeah. and so one of the stories I have is that I was at my oh second church, third church, yeah, second church, somewhere in there, and um, it was in the middle of the summer. I think I've told the story before, so it's it's kind of setting the foundation. It's the middle of the summer. Yeah. It's got to be 34, 35 yeah. degrees. Um, kind of an older school church. Yeah. And I'm leading worship. I'm in a three-piece suit. Okay? <laughs> Playing the piano. Take the three, wheel. Three-piece yeah. suit. I am sweating. Yeah. Like, just drenched. And... Not that that actually has anything. The to do The River story, Jordans right? are coming out of your armpits. So, you're right. I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm flowing like milk and honey. Oh okay? my! And so, 
I get up there, I do my thing, I do my worship set, and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. You know, like yeah. one of those Sundays where you just you feel like you gave it your all. I did all hymns. Yeah. Okay. Sunday morning, all hymns. All hymns. You're get you were you were you were a man of the people. I was a man of the people. Yeah. And uh, finish that service off with turn your eyes upon Jesus. Turn okay. your eyes. And I get off the platform, and I'm not off the platform. And this is like 2000. And no, this is like 2009. Okay, eight, <laughs> so nine, we're talking we're talking about like almost yeah, 20, like yeah, yeah, okay. like maybe 15 years ago. Okay, okay 12, okay, 15 okay. years ago. Yeah. And so, so I'm still like, I'm not. New in ministry? No, no, sure. But I'm not like you're a few years in. Yeah, but I'm not like you know where I am now. Yeah. And someone pulls me aside, and an, an older gentleman, and he looks at me straight faced, and he says to me, "Son, so first of all, son, bud, bud, basically. bud, yeah. son, um, that was a that was a pretty good worship set." Yeah. I said, "Oh, well, thank you." And this is what he said. No, it wasn't a compliment. Oh. He said, I wish you would have sang more hymns. Yeah. And I looked at him. I was like, I I sang literally all hymns except the last closing chorus. Um, And he said, you know, maybe one of these days. And he looked at me and he kind of grabbed my shoulder. Yeah. And almost like he was trying to be a loving embrace. Yeah. He looked at me and he said, well, maybe one of these days you'll be lucky enough to be like your uncle. And, oh and if you know my family, my uncle Ken can play every song in a hymn book. He can play music off the whim. And so he says, well, maybe one of these days you'll be like your uncle. And I was like, oh, oh, thanks. Now, I, I was. You got picked on, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the that was like the, that was a tame one. But it was interesting because that's something that stuck with you. That has always stuck with me. So do you have any? Uh, Yeah. But a lot of it, I deserved the talkings too about things. So like, um, see, like, I think for me, like, I had more stuff said to me as a pastor mm-hmm. than I ever did growing up as a as a as a kid in church. Right. Like, growing up as a kid in church, like people were pretty good to me, even though I didn't like, I didn't. Um, you know, I, I was there and I did stuff like sure. I, I was crazy. Like remember back in the day, um, there was all these guys from Calgary, fresh fire. Uh, no fresh fire. Um, to heal to heal Monday. Yeah. Okay. And they had a conference. It was fresh, uh, fresh f- fire, the Rockies. Rockies. That's what it was. And like, and on all these guys would come through and like one guy, John strut came, came out with like an Osiris. Remember the, 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 skateboarding um, oh yeah 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 you come out with an osiris pendant yeah and like had a whistle at the end like a fox 40 oh, whistle and they would be like beep, 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 beep. so like he, i remember he came to the maritimes and got nuts yeah. and i was like i love this guy i'm going and buying a fox 40 whistle right putting it on an osiris pendant and playing this in my church yeah well that didn't go well no <laughs> uh bob wright who was my pastor at the time love you bob he he literally walked off of the platform this is back in the day when they would <laughs> And I was playing bass. Yeah. And he walked and, and like we were playing some song and I remember going bup, 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 bup. and Bob walks off of the platform, comes to me and says, um, that's inappropriate. You're distracting people, which I was. Yeah. I absolutely was. And he said, Don't do that again, wow. please. 
which was the right thing to do because I literally am distracting sure, everybody. Right. So good, good on Bob. Um, but then as he turned his back, I said, quenching the spirit. And then I, I took my whistle and I went, boop, 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 boop. He did it. I did it again. He did a rebellious whistle. Yeah. And Bob, and Pastor Bob was like, was so patient with me. So wow. like my whole teenage life, my whole growing up in church, like I had, I had so many great people who yeah. were so patient with me. Right. And then when I became a pastor, that's when like Pandora's box opens. <laughs> people thought they could just say whatever they wanted. Whatever they want. And especially being young, it was like, oh, you just became a target of yeah. uh, like older pastors. I'm going to learn you today. Yeah. yeah. So I remember like I, but I, I, oh, I think that's why like when we met, I was so angry. Right. Cause it was always like, like I remember, um, you know, I had a pastor I worked for one time. Uh, I had just started just started. Uh, literally I'd preached four times in my life and two of them were in Bible college. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it's like yeah. you're doing class. And then all of a sudden he, you know, comes through and says to me, uh, heard, heard the podcast. We were doing podcasts back in the day in like 2006. <laughs> right. It was insane. Right. And he, he sat me down and was like, listen to the podcast. I said, Oh, what did you think? He goes, you're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you're not good. Um, you know, and then proceeds to show me a letter from somebody, either from the young adult group. I don't even remember because I was so kind of shocked by it. Yeah. And he goes, hey, um, this is what it says. And the letter's like, this guy, I don't know why you hired this guy. He's going to ruin everything. Yeah. Like, and, and he's like, but don't worry. I had your back. Here was my response. And oh, no. then shows me he his response. For you. Yeah. And like, I think it was a, a, an attempt to build trust. Yeah. Which, which I, I, I understand. But like, that was so hurtful. Right. It literally took me years to get over it. And, right. and like, after that conversation, he, he takes Rick Warren's like 12, 12 VHS series of tapes and pushes them across the desk and is like, I want you to go study these. Right. And I want you to, to, to study how I preach because I want you to, you know, learn how to, how to preach. How to preach properly. And I, like, left there completely devastated. Sure. And, like, very honestly, before that, never had an experience like that before. Right. Like, Carrie will, um, you know, bring up stuff that happened to her as a kid. Like, I had weird experiences, but nothing that ever Like, where people would just me. say things and you're like, whoa. So, yeah. I got a couple. Uh, now that was my foundational. Yeah. Well, here we go. Okay. So like one time I was playing bass at a church for a travel team in Bible college and, uh, it was in the middle of the worship service Oh no! and an old man came up, walked out from the congregation Yeah. and unplugged my bass and in two front of the congregation while we're playing, yell, started yelling at me saying the bass was too loud and that it was an unspiritual thing. And I played the rest of the worship set faking it. Like I didn't, oh my <laughs> the bass was off. And I was like, I was so shook by that for months. Of course you would be. And I was like, what just happened? Uh, one that happened one time was I was in an office and um, my senior pastor was in the office and there was somebody from the congregation who walked in and uh, he kind of looked at me and, he looked at my senior pastor, and I think he thought he was going to be funny. Oh, yeah. But he looked at me and he said, "Wow, Pastor Matt, you've gained a lot of weight." Oh. And my, before I could say anything, my senior pastor looked at him and said, "No, actually, I think Matt's lost a little bit of weight." 
And he goes, hmm, I don't know. And so I turned to the guy, and this is a little bit older in my, yeah. so now I'm getting a little more witty feisty. And, and feisty. Yeah, and I'm like, I like listen, I, here's the difference between you and me. I said, I could always lose weight, but you'll always be ugly. Oh, you have the best <laughs> comebacks. So I was just like, and then I, I, I looked at my senior pastor because I thought, oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. And my senior pastor just kind of gave me a smirk and a thumbs up and then walked away. Yeah, that's like, awesome. Yes. So major support. The, the, oh, I can't tell you the worst one because that's not appropriate for podcast. But, but that should tell you, like, how... How, how much worse could it be? Oh, there, there, I've had... I have this target on me, yeah. I think, yeah. that says, because I look... Because I come across as somebody who is pretty jovial most times, can yeah. take a lot of crap, got big shoulders, yada, yada, yada. People, I think, feel like they could say whatever they want. Uh, I did have someone tell me one time that because they trust me so much, or I come across as trustworthy enough yeah. to them, yeah. that they let their guard down and just say whatever. But like, like I've had people call me fat to my face. I've had people call me... Um, like I've had, I've come off, I've come off of, um, platforms after a worship service yeah, and to have people tell me that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Man. Uh, I, yeah. Like I've had all those kind of things and I'm like, what is how, like, and to tie it together, it's, yeah. it's really interesting how we are supposed to be people of Jesus. Yeah. We're supposed to be Christians. We're supposed to love mercy yeah. grace yeah um love your neighbor like you like so if this is the way they love their neighbor how are they loving jesus you know yeah. what i mean like just, hey jesus you're fat because i am convinced i am okay <laughs> what? what just hashtag jesus you're fat okay i am convinced that there are people that go to churches yeah that if jesus were to preach yeah they would he would be criticized by the church people. Oh, if yeah. Jesus led worship, he, he would be, there would be a letter sent to that senior. Pa- I mean, okay, just for fun. Oh no. Just for fun. In the course of your life. Yeah. As a support pastor. Yeah. How many letters have been sent to your senior pastor? Uh, quite a few actually. <laughs> Give me a number. What um, do you think? Uh, so in support roles, um, oh, cause I've never got one as a lead pastor yet. So, yeah. I mean, again, if you're looking, send me a letter. But go yeah, ahead. Um, support roles, I think quite a few. Uh, I can't give you a number because I, I would constantly say stupid things. So right. prob- probably, probably, uh, not stupid things. Just like <laughs> nobody really knew how to take you or how to mentor me. Right. But okay. But I grew up in church. Yeah. I grew up in pastor's home. And I would still have letters constantly yeah, about what I was wearing or I said something slightly the wrong way yeah. or, you know, this, you could do this better if you did this, this. And, and 99% of the time, I would submit to you that it was not a theological thing. No. It was a preferential thing. I, so, so this is where, again, I think because of your background, you like, because I had some... So pastoring had something similar happen uh, to the um, 
like you should do it this way kind of thing. Sure. So, I mean, we were, we were in a church. I, uh, was the community pastor. We were doing this like raising food for Thanksgiving. It was, you know, between two churches and I've always, you know, kind of done things and uh, made people angry, but, um, we, uh, we would, we did a one church versus another church. And like, we took videos of the pastors, senior pastors being like, I'm going to cream you and eat you. And like, it's going to get nuts. And it it hit the news. Like it was awesome. Boards and bodies. Boards and bodies. We, we raised, I think it was like three or four tons of food or some, something like that. Uh, you can go Google it somewhere. I'm sure the the numbers are there because it, it made the news and it was great. And so me and the other associate pastor at this other church, like we switched off one Sunday to go thank the other congregation for participating. Okay. I, okay. Yes. I, <laughs> so I know the story now. I so I go to this other congregation because it, and they're more conservative, more yep. conservative than we were at the time. Like we could wear jeans and stuff at, at the church I was at. And, was, and that's a whole other thing. But so I wore a suit to go over to this other church, thank the, thank the people. Hey, thanks so much for, you know, joining in and participating shows a lot of unity. Great. Come back to my church. And there's this old pastor, um, say his don't name. name him. No, I'm not. I'm thank not you. Cause don't, I'm, I'm going to get letters from yeah. his son-in-law and that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, this is in Charlottesville, PEI. Okay. Anyway, uh, put it together if you're in the part of the PSA. And, and, and I don't care. Okay. And, um, so he, so he proceeds to come to me in the foyer and says, oh, Pastor Josh, you look so good. Oh. And I was like, thank you, whatever your name is. Pat Chatsling. Starts with a G. And, <laughs> and so, uh, so I'm like, oh, thank you. And he goes, oh, oh my. Like, you look very professional. You look like, you know, you have things together. And he says, imagine, imagine how many more people would take your preaching seriously if this is what you look like on a regular basis. The classic, if you just dressed up a little more, you look so good comments from people. Yeah. And so then me being an arrogant uh, young pastor, apparently... Apparently, it's okay to be an old guy and tell people off and say anything that you want. That's not arrogance. But as a young guy, yeah. uh, I was arrogant because what I did was I kicked back. I had a Bible in my hand and I said, oh, well, that's great, Pastor. Can you show me that in the Bible? Yeah. And he was like kind of thrown that I, I, I talked back. And I said, I'm pretty sure what I wear has nothing to do with anything that I say. I'm pretty sure, uh, according to this book that it's actually God's spirit that does that. Thank you. Okay, just a, just a, a, a little caveat. Yeah. What's the age? When I'm this age? No, 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 no. What's the age in which your clapbacks are no longer, oh. like they're appropriate versus inappropriate? Like, is it, am I at that age yet? Can I clap I, back on somebody at 40 and yeah. be like, you know what, I'm an old pastor now like or or do you yeah. have to be in your like no i think retirement years no i mean like for guys like you and me especially in the in the in the pastoring world like we're basically unicorns like anybody between like 35 to about 50 or a little bit less than that like not a ton of those guys around um so i mean 
most people only last a few years, really. So when you, when you've lasted, you know, as long as it's, it's not about clapbacks, it's about, I think at this point, it's like everything's going down the tubes anyway. So what, what do we have to hide or yeah, but it is a little bit of a clapback because when I was 21, 22, I would clap back, but it would be like, uh, you know, and, and your mom's ugly. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, it was very personal. Yeah, Yeah, where now it's just like, I don't need to be treated this way. You don't have any right to treat me this way. And I'm actually not going to listen to what you're saying to me because it's ridiculous. So thanks for coming. Um, Here's a a bulletin on the way out. If you church does bulletins still. I'll I'll give you an example. Like there was a a situation with a particular church (laughs) uh, recently in the last several months where there was somebody inside of that church that was offended that I said that they weren't actually a church, that they weren't on mission at all. And he called me arrogant. And I said, okay, that's your opinion. But ultimately, like we're fighting with the Bible here. Like, like what is true? Like you, you can, you can go after me and, you know, talk about how arrogant I am, but I'm not arrogant. Like, it's just facts. It's just, it's literally what's in the text. So, you know, I'm not against you. It's just, this is what's true. Right. And I think like over the years, I think you get to a point where you can say that stuff. And it's not coming from a pace of like, I'm going to show you how great I am. Like, I'm not great at all. I, I am, I have nothing uh, outside of myself to actually be good at anything but at the end of the day, I think the big thing is like when you're in those situations now, you've you've taken enough kicks to the face and life's beat you up enough yeah. that you're not coming at it with an arrogant attitude. And I, th- I think that's, you know, true for anybody who who has experienced pain and suffering and hurt to like it does humble you and it it doesn't allow you to kind of come at stuff with the same kind of arrogance. right? Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, as we wrap this up. Like, I think even though these moments of people saying whatever they want are hurtful and they're painful, you also can grow from them. You you, you develop from them. Is it the right way? Absolutely not. I've had some great pastors over the years walk me through. Like, I remember briefly one time, uh, something, my first church, first pastor, and something happened with one of one of uh, the board members and their kid, and I was livid. Yeah, I was livid, and I walked into his office, shut the door, and just started. Like I thought for sure I was getting fired. Like that type of boom, bomb, bing bong, and uh, <laughs> bing bong, and he said, "Okay, I see you're upset." Yeah, let's talk about it. And yeah. I was not expecting that response. Yeah. So I think there's there's the right way. There's a way that you can do it. Yes. There's also a way that um, when it comes to correction and guidance, mm-hmm. is the wrong way. And I just find it fascinating, and I think it'll ever be this way in church where people, I don't know if it's because they feel like they know you, mm-hmm. if it's because they tithe. If it's because they feel comfortable, if it's an age thing, I mean, you, you can pick any caveat you want from. Sure. But there will always be those people who will say the darndest things. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Um, yes. 
Yeah, I, I, what I was going to say was let's stop being nice to them, um, which is probably the wrong thing to say. But, but what I mean about that is like we put up with a lot of things in churches that are inappropriate uh, for the sake of niceness Yeah, when there are and some things that are just ungodly. We're, we're a real bad combination of Christian yeah. and Canadian. Like, okay, w- one more story because this is hilarious. I was speaking at this uh, event in Newfoundland with a band called Blue Tree. Blue Tree. Uh, what was the song? Uh, You're the God of the City. That one? Wow. Yeah. Is that how they sound? I, Aaron's weird. I okay. don't know. Maybe. Fair. I love you, Aaron. And um, so anyway, I, I go there, and the local youth pastor, his wife is like telling me about, they had just started there, and she tells me about the, the crazy experiences that she has. And it, stuff to the point where like she was sitting in a pew one Sunday, and all these old ladies behind her were talking. And I think she realized through the conversation, because they were just talking loud enough, that she was sitting in somebody's, you know, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, seat. Oh, yeah. And so she turns around and says, oh, I, like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize, like, this was your seat. And the, the woman said to her, oh, no, no problem. No problem. I just tithe, and I paid for this seat. And when she said that to me, I went, I actually mentioned it in the sermon on that Sunday. You know how you do a whole weekend? Oh, yeah. And then you stew on it. And and then then you're the guest preacher on a Sunday morning. Yeah. So that morning I said, some of you think that you actually bought these seats. Oh, no. Yeah. And I went hard. I went hard at it. And anyway. When you're the evangelist, apparently you can (laughs) do that. I say whatever I want. Leave. Leave. But, but I, but the, the the point, I think the point of all of it is like people that are listening, I think it's good that we have these conversations because I think sometimes people naively think that people like you and me have never gone through anything like that. I've never had anybody say anything to them that has been hurtful. Right. Um, and we have, we've had people that, you know, have gone after your weight, people that have gone after, you know, my character uh, that, that don't know us. Yeah. And um, and it has affected us over the years, told us we're horrible at stuff when like, instead of being patient and letting people kind of grow into the space that they're in. So I think, you know, if you're listening and you've had people say things like the stuff that you're hearing us say, uh, just know, like, you're not alone in that. A ton of people have, including, you know, uh, your pastors. Yeah. Like we've had stuff that said that has been very hurtful and has affected us. And I think we have to figure out together how we move forward from there and how we grow. And I think what has helped us kind of get through all of that is is kind of sharing those stories together yeah, and being honest about it and actually seeing each other's faces when like, you know, you're like, oh, what? That's, that's crazy. I felt like you were just about to make a plug for our small groups. No. Well, oh. I mean, go to a small group. I mean, that's fine. But... Um, but I think the thing is you need to find people that you can, you can, uh, that have been through that as well. Yeah. Right. Cause sometimes we find people, uh, you know, and you and me have done this where we're both young and we're both trying to figure everything out and we're throwing stories off of each other. No one has enough wisdom to know how to handle it. And we just start swearing about like all of the people that are doing those guys are blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Meanwhile, if we had just sat with people that had gone through something like that, like other pastors that have, yeah. or other people, even in churches, that have been through that stuff and were able to say like, yeah, that happened to me too. Yeah. 
but here's how I process, processed it. And not here's not where all I am of now. us have like, not of not all of us are like. Um, do you know Paul Martins? Uh, yeah. Okay. He's so got not, ca- he's got calves for days. That yeah. guy. Well, he he's like the perfect pastor. I know. And it's like never been never yelled at. Never loses his temper. Never has had an issue. I know. And not everybody has had the journey of like pretty much angelic. Yeah. Like he has. So go check out his church, Maple Creek. Maple Creek. Hey. Anyways, thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah. Um And don't uh, don't let what people say get you down. Yeah. Because uh, some people just say stupid stuff. And, and if, uh, if you've been hurt, so have we. Yeah. What is it? Hurt people. Hurt, hurt people. people. Yeah. Come on. And uh, and you know you got a place where you can talk that stuff out. Just know that it's not going to surprise us because we've no. probably been through it. Absolutely. Uh, and as well as other people in our church too. So have a great week, everybody. Yeah. Enjoy it. Talk about it. Get See, nuts. Uh, oh, uh, December nineteenth, next in person at uh, the Crossmount yes. South Point Church. We are. Be there or be square. Be square. I don't even know. Be that square. Means. Okay, bye. Practice? We talk about practice?